There is a perfect example of motherhood out there. We've all felt its presence. It lingers in our social media feed, in the products we buy, the answers to the questions we research. Even though we know it's not real, we feel it spotlight what we could be doing better. Join two best friends as they step off the stage of motherhood and go behind the scenes with moms from different walks of life. The Mom Cult Podcast. Real moms, real talk, real tired. Afternoon, ladies. Good afternoon. We're back for another After the Episode with Jenny Black. <laughs> Hi, Jenny. Hi, Sarah. How's your week? <laughs> <sighs> Are we doing our check-in? Sure, yeah. I don't know. Hit so, it. You want me to start? Yeah, you start. Okay. So I was just telling Joy before you got here, Sarah, that like all I've been doing, my number one priority is getting ready for, <laughs> it sounds so pretentious, <laughs> for doing a TEDx talk. Woo! I think it sounds impressive, Saturday, not pretentious. Impressive too. Will you tell everyone when yeah. it is? Mm-hmm. Yes, so there? it's, okay, it's March 19th at the Franklin Theater. There will be eight speakers. It starts at 10, it ends at 6. And everyone, this is the real selling feature, everyone that comes to the show, mm-hmm. There is a reception afterwards with an open bar for everyone that came. That changes my plans. I got to find a babysitter now. (laughs) That's not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going, but. I wasn't. Did you say 10 to 6, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m.? Yeah. Yeah, Are all the speakers about. Everything's different. Everything's different. Totally different. Okay. So it's really, I mean, I love it. Like we did the rehearsal where I got to hear everybody else's Mm -hmm. speeches and it's just really, really unique, original thoughts and ideas. How are you feeling about yours? I love what I'm talking about. I love it. But you feel ready? Uh, I don't know. Well, you got time. I got time. You got another week-ish. What about you guys? I got new headshots done yesterday. (gasps) Congrats. I had two lovely friends do me massive, massive favor and help me get them done. It really does take a village. Who was it? (laughs) Give us a shout out. um, uh, My friend Kaki, who is an amazing wedding photographer. Um, Kaki Bedford is her Instagram. Kaki Bedford Photography. She has like a personal one in it. Professional. Mm -hmm. And then Allie uh, just helped with like hair and makeup and like the overall look of everything. Yeah. She's good. And she works at Local Honey and does great hair. She does. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Kaki. I don't think Allie listens to this, but <laughs> it'll be a good test. Shields. Allie Shields. Shields. Nice. Fun. Can't wait to see them. Yeah. Well, I guess Allie Shields didn't. We're doing the whole married name maiden thing. name thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a thing. Yeah. Why are you saying that? It's a Shields. Know. I know. I'm, but not, I'm done doing that. I know, but it's hard when you've that's known. That's the last you, time I do that ever. When it's somebody you feel like you've known longer. I know. Before they got married, it's just a hard mental flip. And you don't ever, like, when do you use yeah. it in real life? So it's just because we're no. in this yeah. scenario. Only well, when you're really angry at them. Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I doing it? That, like, you know, yeah, well, I don't need to break it down. But is it interesting? I don't, <laughs> it's not, I think it's like I'm trying to help them. Nobody cares. I mean, right, we care like, about your name. It's like, like, it's not like the husbands are listening to this getting offended that we used <laughs> the maiden name. The maiden name. The well. maiden name. How <laughs> archaic is that phrase? <laughs> It does sound very maiden. Very old. When's the last time you've used that word in any other context? Zero. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, <well>. some <laughs> sexual situations. <laughs> to each to his own. I like to write period pieces. <laughs> 
<laughs> so creative. <laughs> We've just seen the tip of the iceberg here, yeah. but unfortunately, Joy and I will ever, never see the rest. <laughs> so we're a special audience. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, just headshots. That's really, that's the main thing that I accomplished. That's it's a exciting. big accomplishment. Yeah, it Thank is. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And man, Ava is really into the newest Annie right now, which oh, is no. like, uh, who all is in it? What are the last names? <laughs> what are their maiden names? <laughs> Give us first and <laughs> first and maiden names of all the people. <laughs> Rose Byrne, Cameron Diaz, oh. Jamie Foxx. Anyway, I was watching it with her. And was like, for the first time in my life, really saw Miss Hannigan in a different way. <laughs> I remember that moment. Re- I totally remember that. <laughs> I was I like, I totally sympathize with her now. Especially picking, <laughs> up the, picking up the girl's stuff around. She's like, little girls, little yeah, girls. And like just, all the stuff Avery uh, and Ava have. Yeah. Joy, I had that exact same moment. I mean, oh, she's not a villain. She's just miserable. She's the victim here. Who wouldn't be miserable? <laughs> she didn't sign up for this. She wanted to be on Broadway. <laughs> Who played her in the original? And don't, I know that's terrible. I'm, I see your face. I know she's in, like the best. Renee. Yes, thank you. Almost said it. Damn it. Sorry, sorry. I shouldn't have jumped the gun. No, 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 no. no that she was I was not going to say it. I was too nervous. I was wrong. Yeah. I love her so much. What about you, sir? This ties in with Carol Burnett and Miss Hannigan and that whole thing because this past week, we've talked about with Haley transitions and getting in and out of the car and how that's difficult for us. And mm-hmm. the other day, I was getting Parker ready. I had to be at a meeting. It was like, you know, we were already almost late and we had gotten up earlier and just all the things it was just kind of a perfect storm Mm -hmm. and I don't know that he could tell but internally I got angrier than I should have like I just the boil it was just like a boiling point yeah yeah and I don't know I'd like to know after I say this if everybody feels that way if if that's you know I hear I don't know if everybody gets I definitely do angry like that I mean I'm not yeah it's just I mean it's like we've said and there's like nowhere for it to go Mm mm-hmm because you know you can't let it out on your kid. Mm-hmm. And there's, I don't know, it's just. Well, yeah. I've started boxing. Yes. In humans and, yeah. in a ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, actually, <laughs> nice. like a par- part of what, what I do in therapy is like, like, actually, I've done it with Parker, like punching a pillow or whatever, but you mm-hmm. can't like stop in the moment. When we're right, <laughs> like right, right. Punch pillows. <laughs> so sometimes I'll like, I can't, it'll be too loud, but like, I'll just like growl or something. Anyway, you know, yeah. the way I'm just, which does release some kind of stuff. Anyway. I stopped reset and then the last couple of days I've gotten up earlier, which y'all won't hear this, but I've had to retell the story now three times because I'm so sleep deprived. I'm getting up with him at <laughs> he wakes up at five thirty and I'm trying to do like yeah. six thirty. Today I did five forty. I just stayed awake. Not like you know, martyring myself. I just yeah. stayed awake. Yeah. So now I'm really tired. It means I go to bed earlier. The point I guess that I was trying to make was that's my check in, I guess. Just getting too angry, starting over. It's not funny or anything. I feel like it always needs to be funny. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, it does it not. Okay. Yeah, uh, the, the mornings that I never really know what the morning's going to look like. I mean, I'm trying to have a consistent morning, but sometimes if I am so exhausted, then it's like, okay, I'm putting her in the pack and play, and I'm going to put on some Elmo, and I'm going to go lay down for like another half hour, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. But like even this, sometimes like the second nap is even worse like sometimes for getting up from that one mm-hmm. is harder oh, than right. getting oh, up yeah. at five thirty. yeah yeah and so every day is just like a balance of which yeah. one just a game which of yeah which 
is this nap going to be worth it? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, actually, I do have the point. This is my like (laughs) atrophied brain not working. But this morning when I got up earlier, I had it was maybe five extra minutes to give him the time to like think through things. And it was like a million times better. Yeah. 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 Which is great. I'm acting like it's annoying, but it really was great. So that just means, you know, you go to bed earlier and do it. Yeah. Just do it that way. Mm-hmm. But like Haley said, I get, you know, and then you get up at 530 and work out. And I'm like, well, what? I'm getting up at 4, <laughs> freaking 30? I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. the, the only being I share my house with now is my dog. And I'm angry every single morning that he needs to go out. Yeah. Oh, you're like, oh, I thought I was morning. done with this. <laughs> the rage so that I channel at my dog needs just internally. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> Like someone was asking me, what time did you wake up this morning? And I said six and seven. They were like, and eight. why? Because <laughs> you want to go out. All right, Jen, no give us your thoughts. Know. Okay, let's see. Y'all were talking about, I guess she's, she has a new job. Mm-hmm. And y'all were talking about like changes. And you were talking about transitions. Yeah, transitions. And you um, learning how to do your work in a new way. Mm-hmm. Oh, wanting to learn a new thing, yeah, like immediately. And the energy that two things. I was thinking about that one. The energy that it, it always requires any time that you do something new. But then also, I feel like such an interesting thing about work. Who I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were basically doing the math and figuring out. Oh, wait a second. If I pay for childcare for three kids, then <laughs> I should not work. That's really stupid. Like I might even be paying money to work. And I was mm-hmm. like, right. That is the struggle, and that's why so many women work because they need to work. Like, they're not even working for money. Like, we almost lose this connection to mm-hmm. that work is a livelihood, mm-hmm. like what it was. Anyway, I don't know what percentage of the population I'm talking about, but a lot of people I talked to are in this situation. Totally. And I was thinking about the idea of, like, the energy that it costs to work, but also this unique energy that you receive yeah. from the mm-hmm. work that you don't get in other places. And that was just, I don't know, that just got yeah. in my brain. So kind of like, kind of like the whole work as a respite thing that we talked totally. about last time. The concept of having a job just so you can pay someone to watch your kids is an infuriating it's conundrum infuriating. that so many moms it's I know are in. It's, yeah. Yeah. And when I look at it being like the biggest expense, actually on the same note of my check-in, like that day I had an all day meeting and a lot of it was about this personality test, um, the DISC, can't even, it's a long thing, but we were going through and talking about certain things and it kept bringing up the memory of that morning and I stopped, I hope my brother doesn't listen to this, he's my boss, but if I, um, it brought up thoughts about the morning and I was like writing and thinking about that and like almost started crying like in the meeting, thinking about the morning and you're just out work feeling of guilt about being there. I know this is sort of like beating a dead horse and we talk about that a lot, but it's like But it's still a regular occurrence in all keeps, of our lives. Like, like we would love to kill the horse fully, but no. It's just it like keeps a, getting back up. Like, there's just like bone powder. Yeah. Horse bone powder. Um yeah. So <laughs> that, that reminds no me. horses I were harmed like, in the recording of this podcast. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> like I'll occasionally be like, oh, I just it would be nice, you know, and I, I just don't want to do it and I'll just be, need a break or I'll stay home. And it's then I want I want to do it. I have I'm glad to have the gift of being able to whatever. Yeah. To go to work. You mean? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, that reminds me of when I think who knows when um, both my kids were born at the time. But there was this one particular toy that would just randomly go off like in the middle of the night, <laughs> you know, just really loud, obnoxious toy. <laughs> We did so many things. We took batteries out of it. 
It still made noises. Left it out in the rain. We for, left it. We mm-hmm. and some. We even threw it in the trash, and it kept somehow coming back into our. It's house. like the Friends episode with Phoebe and the smoke alarm. Yes, that's exactly what it was like. That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> some things just don't die. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, was that the story? <laughs> Glad you at least put that button tagline on it. <laughs> Some things Some just things don't just die. Don't die. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> All right. What's next? What um, you got? So, Joy, you talked about the voice in your head that was constantly telling you, "Just be patient. Just slow down. Just take this easy. Just get some perspective." I thought that was a really interesting conversation the buddhists talk about having the the doer and the watcher mm-hmm. you know and so that's kind of what you were speaking to like there's mm-hmm. you you're doing all these things but then you have this other like watcher that's like okay is that what you want to do is that how you want to be mm-hmm. so i wanted to hear more of y'all's thoughts on that is the watcher my self-critic or is there like two versions like the the kind watcher and the the one that's being negative, or are they supposed to be the same? Um, I think that the doer is your, oh, I'm going to be guessing, Ooh. but I think the doer is what it would be like your true self. And what is the the family systems? What is that? The the two, or the, I oh, know there's a bunch of things that you can be, but your like true your self. core self. Thank you. And then like your as observers, or what is the other thing? The protectors? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. the core self like, we're talking about all this is, in your head. In our head, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what so I was. So the core self yeah. is probably your the gentlest, like I always nicest think, version. I always that. think of like my true self as being like the kindergarten teacher in the classroom. Like she's got this. Mm-hmm. Like she knows how we're we're gonna be okay. It's gonna hey, you need to everybody calm you down. Need to take a nap. Yeah. You need to go pull your tag. You need to go to the principal's office. Um, you need some lunch. Like she's just kind of like she's got it. But like all the rest of the parts of me, I think are like all the kids in the kindergarten class, or mm-hmm. the, the you know, the know-it-all. Right. <laughs> she talks a lot. <laughs> Can't get that one to show up. <laughs> the bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta yeah. have the bully. Your inner critic is always telling you what you're doing wrong. That's very different than like a soul self voice. Yes, I want to learn how to make that voice louder right, than the right, other one. Right. So. The inner critic is just like you should be more patient. Mm-hmm. You should slow down. You That's the voice I was talking job. about. Yeah. yeah, and that is exhausting. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like when I'm skipping ahead, but when you made that list of all the things that you had done, it's like the like your core self would be more like, "Honey, you're doing great. Look mm-hmm. how hard you're yeah. trying. Look how." And there's something over and over and over again. I, I, this is hard for us to experience as adults but it's also hard for us to offer our kids. When you notice what someone is doing, when you notice how hard they are trying, they want to do better. Mm -hmm. So I work with middle schoolers. I was working with them yesterday. And the last time that we were there, this one little boy who was a sixth grader, was he was so mad. He was like, Miss So-and-so is the worst and whatever. And I said, what happened? And he said, I was trying to leave the room, and she was mad at me that I didn't have my mask all the way on. And she, I don't know what she did, but something, she yelled at him or he got in trouble in some way. And he said, I was just trying to help my friend, and my mask was falling off my face. And she's just always yelling at me for things. I said, what do you wish that she would have said instead of 
whatever she said, however, mm-hmm. getting in trouble. He said, I wish she just would have said, put your mask back on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it was so, it was still not even a nice thing. Right. <laughs> like it wasn't. He had really low but, expectations. Right, right. But the truth was, if she'd been paying attention, she would have seen he was helping his friend whose backpack was falling off of him. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to me, even though we're all doing a lot of things not perfect, it's some when someone notices what you're doing, it's not like a, oh, good, see, I am doing everything right. It makes you, like, sit up stronger and be just right. stronger, taller, and right. just be like, oh, I want to do better for that person. And I think we really fear if we do that to ourselves, that we're somehow letting ourselves off the hook, mm-hmm. like that we'll, like, perform less right yes. that will like stop trying yeah. yeah yeah and the truth is it's like no you're doing the best job you are perfect exactly how you are it's like oh, i want to be i want to mm-hmm. be yeah it makes you want to own that title more yeah i want to know the buddhist thing that you were mentioning the doer or the watcher which thing is which or do you know so she asked yeah so no i don't really know this is like oh the dirty Dirty, dirty, dirty facting. facting. <laughs> I love <laughs> kind that. Of that, like mm-hmm. that. But I can't say enough from my own experience. So the doer is the the Jenny that is doing right. Like I had to drive here. I had to figure out what time I was leaving the other side of town. Blah blah blah. You're doing whatever it is that that a soul needs a human body to accomplish, mm-hmm. including your like reasoning and planning and things like that. The actual useful things your brain does, and the watcher. I actually like the word noticer mm-hmm. more, and the way that I less tap- creepy <laughs> in this climate. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I love about the noticer, and I, I think every kid is this way, but I remember I have a deep connection to being a little kid and just noticing everything. Mm-hmm. You know, just like driving down the road and watching the tree lines pass or sitting and watching adults talk or noticing somebody's jewelry that they're wearing like as a little kid that's just like you're just taking it all in mm-hmm. and I think that is the noticer so like being able to separate from like oh I instead of just I'm all lost in the woods of being me and just getting to the next thing and doing the next thing and getting mm-hmm. to bed <laughs> the goal mm-hmm. every day <laughs> Sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, you know, like death, basically. Right. (laughs) Just working my way towards death as quickly as I can. Mine is like on the couch to reality TV. Right. So also death. Different kind of death. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a purgatory. Some hell. (laughs) But I think what's really powerful when it moves into a place that can transform your life is when you are when you can get to that noticing position of noticing your thoughts and your feelings and be like, oh, I just had that thought about, I should be better at this, or Mm -hmm. I just had that thought of, I hate Mm so-and-so, or whatever. But then even bigger is like feeling that like, I just noticed I had a tremendous amount of anger surge through my body. Mm -hmm. And so it's just this tiny, it's not a big space. Mm -hmm. It's just this tiny space of like, I noticed Sarah feeling angry right now, I would be like, I wouldn't say this, but like, I notice you being angry. Like, are you okay? That would feel very compassionate to you. And it has no, it doesn't, it's not going to change your anger, but it's going to change your experience of the anger. Mm -hmm. Which is, I'm sure it's in your notes too, but when she talks about doing, that's like what she did in the mirror last week. Well, we can talk about that. It's coming up soon. (laughs) 
Uh, Coming soon. <laughs> Which do you think, Sarah? <laughs> that was amazing. Just that moment of talking to yourself in the mirror. It was amazing. Well, it's just a lot of therapy. It's all that that it literally all it is. Years. Years and years of therapy. Um, but I'm grateful for that. And like, yeah, it's a gift. Not a gift of mine that I had. It's just. Well, and that leads to also what Haley was saying about checking in and being like, are you crazy because you're feeling angry right now? Or could you take a second and maybe see why you're feeling angry mm. or see why you're feeling depressed? And even just that understanding of, mm. oh, I didn't just flip out one moment. Right. This has been building. Yeah. Like I had, a guy I had coffee with today was asking me if I had, like if anger was a big thing for me. And I was like, it's really not. But I mean, when I get angry, I get angry. But if anyone was watching the movie, they'd be like, yeah, I'm so ready for her to get angry. Like, it's time. <laughs> it's not like a crazy, like, yeah. I just lost my shit kind right, of anger. Right. It's like yeah. a, we've been like waiting a, for that. The right-sized <laughs> anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if mine is. I, I, like, I can remember like a year ago saying to somebody, I don't really get angry. Like, that's just not. And I'm like, now what was I talking about? <laughs> I do get angry. There's nothing yeah. like a two-year-old to bring that out. Yeah. I loved the fourth grade's the time we start talking about how guys are hot. So mm-hmm. I really like that a lot. I tried to um, explain to Ava why it's so ridiculous and hilarious to adults that fourth graders think each other is hot. And I was trying to figure out how I could make it click in her brain. So I said, it's as if you and your friends were sitting around talking about how Penny is hot. <laughs> And she started laughing so hard. I was like, that's ridiculous. And I was like, exactly. That is exactly what we're feeling when you guys say that. So good. Well, so I was with my friend Rowan, who is nine years old. And he was asking me who my favorite Spider-Man is. Hot. (laughs) I said, um, Tobey Maguire. And he was like, that's interesting because my... Wait, who's the new one? Tom Holland. He said, because my friend, you know. Tom Holland? <laughs> whatever. His, Wait, Rowan's his, friend his, with Tom Holland? His, Super hot. <laughs> so whoever <laughs> Rowan's friend is, who's a girl, thinks Tom Holland is the hottest one. And I was like, which one do you think? I don't know. It, was, it wasn't hot. It was like, who is the most handsome or whatever. And he just looked at me and he was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Conversations said, you'd never thought you'd be said, having with a nine-year-old. I said, Rowan, so do you have to be gay to know if a man is handsome? And he just takes a really long time and he looks at me and he goes, <laughs> Heath Ledger. <laughs> I was like, you're That's right. a good one, yeah. Like, he, he is, is universally like, attractive. And then he goes, was <laughs> dang was this like, kid knows everything like, okay, can we keep going we were at the um, amazing the african-american uh, museum uh-huh i haven't music been yet museum. oh my gosh joy it's so good so that's where we were so then oh, i was like so can fun. we just go study music history now because <laughs> i'm in over my head with you <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Now, I think we need to talk. I think it's really important that mm. your listeners have a little bit more insight into the Joy Wise, her maiden name. <laughs> my, my maiden name. 
when get she it, did get not, it right. When she did not listen to secular music and went to church three times a week. <laughs> I feel like that's something that most people who know you, like it's such a, you don't really know joy unless you know that this is a part of your story. Oh, I mean, huge. And a different church than my entire family. Yeah. <laughs> See like, you guys. She was like an evangelist. <laughs> In fact, mom and dad started going to a different church because you were like, this is the church I go to. <laughs> well, they never went I'm to mine, I'm in sixth though. grade. Yes, they did. They started going to Forest yes. Hills? Yes. You didn't even know? Nope. They were they were the watchers. <laughs> then. Yeah. I was doing, doing, doing. <laughs> That's what that I means. Feel like, I, feel, I feel like you need to tell this story. It's such an Ava thing to do about when you wanted to put the letter in everybody's... Oh, um, God. <laughs> I what was it about? Just gossiping, cussing, cussing. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I don't know what scenario I felt s- super called to um, <laughs> to stop the cussing <laughs> in my school. <laughs> v- via notes, individual. It's such a ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? you tell him. Tell him how old you are, Joy. You had a mission. I swear, Dad's never been prouder of me. <laughs> I was gonna. Dad had his like own office. <laughs> had a printer. <laughs> I was literally had written this note to the school. An open had, letter. We had, yeah, and we had open lockers, so. There were no doors on them. And so my plan was to put this letter in every person's locker. And Dad was like, let's do it. And Mom was like, absolutely not. She is going to ruin every potential friendship. Her, like, first year at this school. She was in sixth grade. Yep. Your first year? You just went and thought, there's too much cursing. She was in high schoolers' lockers. Like, she was taking care of the whole. All sixth through twelfth, just covering the gamut. I forget that about you. Wow. Good. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. So. Um, Thanks, Mom, for uh, saving my life. It's one of That's her proudest moments. It really is. She's like, she was like, no. She, she never stood up. She about didn't put her foot anything. down about a lot of things. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely in the top five. She was like, this, and this is where I say, and no. <laughs> I, I'm speechless. I, 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 I think I, she threw it away. I think she like purposely like lost it the letter. Exactly like what she would do. Like I don't know where the oh, word. I don't know. I knew about. Your piousness, like your hype, extreme, extreme piousness at that time. But I, I don't think I've ever heard that. That's wild. I also wouldn't let a girl join our Bible study because I knew she just wanted the biscuits. (laughs) You're basically Regina George of Christianity, is what this is the actual truth. I'm sorry, Jacqueline, if you're listening. (laughs) Oh, boy. So my version of that is just the word secular by itself is Mm -hmm. really funny. (laughs) Not many people use that word. (laughs) Secular maiden. (laughs) This is a real BC... (laughs) 
Mom Cult BC edition. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, what? After the episode beat. Maybe there's something there. We'll workshop it. <laughs> so, we, this is before you were born, and Mom had done this major organizing of the whole house, and we had a record player at that time, back the first time when people had record players. She had organized all of the records into secular and Christian. <laughs> That's how they were organized. That explains a lot. Right. So there's like this side, like here's all the secular ones, here's all the Christian ones. And I was like, you know, getting out a record to put it on. And I saw that and I was like, (gasps) I mean, I started crying so hard because I was like, mom, why do we have sexual records? (laughs) I had a feeling that that's what you were going to say. And she was like, oh, honey, it's not. It's not sexual. It's secular. That just means not Christian. And so I like stopped crying, and then I was like, "Why do we have any records that are not Christian?" <laughs> I thought I knew you. It's just as upsetting. <laughs> it's worse. I have, too, I have too many questions. <laughs> yes, right. I mean, like I know these some of those, but I don't. I, that's a miracle that we turned out in any way. To participate in society uh-huh. at large. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, praise him. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I think that's yes, exactly. That's the Lord right exactly. now coming to get us. <laughs> I like your Southern. You did one thing, like kind of going into like this. Um, I want, what was her name on that? Designing women. This list. Uh, can you do mm-hmm. it? Like, huh. I can't do it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that wasn't you it. You just dry heat. <laughs> you just did it. It's kind of like a, it's buxom. That was a lot. Oh, why didn't you say buxom in the first place? <laughs> oh, now I got it. <laughs> oh, I could buxom all day long, child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fun. And then um, the Who Am I? Like, that made me laugh really hard about just asking the internet or anything. Oh, the quizzes? Yeah. 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 So please, magazine, tell me who I am. I have no idea who I am. Yeah, still. Well, and how, I mean, to get back on a serious note, how significant that felt to me when my kids were at home. It was more significant. That loss of self is just so massive. I mean, really... From the time you find out you're pregnant mm-hmm. until they leave home, mm-hmm. you're this place, like you're a place. I wrote about this a lot this summer of like, when did I stop being a person and start being a place mm-hmm. and like really resenting it? Like, I'm a person mm-hmm. too. I'm not just a place for everybody to come in and like do what they need to do and like live their best life and <laughs> whatever. And then leave. Like, and then go, right. And like, and then I just wait here empty until everybody comes back. Mm-hmm. And the work of holding on to that person while my kids were growing up was more significant than any other phase of my life. Mm-hmm. And how it was interesting, and we can talk about this as we go on to having different people having different ages of kids. Yeah. But there was this moment, like, it was like I just had to hold on to it. It's like I had to hold on to myself as one of my children. Like, okay, I took everybody else to lessons this week. Do I right. get to have a lesson doing take something? Care of everybody. Yeah, like yeah. I had to keep that on course. But then when they hit middle school, high school, I had this moment that I, I know I've talked about before because it was 
that's the reason I'm okay with parenting right now is there was a moment somewhere in middle school and high school where I completely let go. Like I realized how few years I had left of them. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back to her in a little bit. And I want to be all in. And that was like amazing. Like, I don't know if I could have done that earlier, if I should have done that. I don't know if it was just the phase of development Mm -hmm. because I don't know. Has anyone written a book about the phases of development of a mom? (laughs) I don't know. That's like a very... I'll do it. I'll do it. Do it. Do it. Get on on it. So that's a really good idea. That felt really, that felt like the right time to let go of myself, so to speak, because it didn't feel like I was getting lost in them. It felt like I was just, I don't know. It's like when you see, when you see some amazing person or like, you know, the Jerry Maguire thing where you have like the player on the field and then you have Jerry Maguire who helped him get there. That's what it felt like. Like it it didn't feel like I was losing myself. It felt like, look what I'm doing because everything you're doing, we did and we're doing together. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I have no need for who am I? That seems like a a hilarious, who cares? Mm -hmm. Who cares? I don't care. Do you care? No. Nobody cares. I definitely don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I want to be where I am. I want to be as present as possible. I don't want to be preoccupied with how am I coming across or did I do the things I wanted to do today? Like, just be there. Is I hope for us all? That's maybe. So, that sounds maybe. really freeing. Yeah. But it, I'm just saying that as I'm talking through it and listening to you guys, it has to be a phase of development. Like, Because it mm-hmm. also seems very important to ask that question and to get those answers and to work on that. And then it feels equally as important to lo- start letting go yeah. of it in these ways that are, are freeing. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that as you have kids that they, you know, I do think that a huge purpose of that is because it, changes things within ourselves and forces us to see things and work on things that we might not otherwise be up against and that that where you're at is just the natural progression of well it kind of here it kind of turned itself on its head because i have like this whole poem that i wrote about i'm not a place i'm a person (laughs) and that was like in june and then like these last couple of months i've been like i'm a place I'm so happy to be a, what a great thing to be a place. But what better thing could you be? When Parker climbs all over me, as if I'm not there, uh, if it's too much and I'm tired and whatever, and I just get real angry. (laughs) I'm just kidding. kidding. I will sometimes stop and set him down and say, I'm a person. I don't know that he gets it, but it does feel good for me to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big part of what I was saying to my kids this summer. I just kept being like, y'all, do y'all remember I'm a person? And it was just this moment in their faces that was like, I don't want to know you're a person. I don't want to yeah. know mm-hmm. you're a person. Like, yes, now I do see it. You you have as much, you know, a right to your happiness in life you want that any of the rest of us mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Whew. More about, have we talked about this much about husbands traveling? Mm-mm. Is this the first episode that that came up? She, yeah, she's the first one that I feel like that was has a, a husband in that yeah. scenario. I mean, Tyler's husband travels to now. I mean, now I don't know if at the time he wasn't, but now I think he's going back and forth a little bit. So I really liked that conversation about, and it doesn't. They don't have to travel for you to be home right, alone right. and yeah. be mm-hmm. doing all the night stuff. Because right. obviously, if that were the case, then your husband travels all the time, Joy. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he travels Thursday um, through Sunday. Yeah, but I really, I really liked that conversation about like how to survive it and the tips for surviving it and acknowledging the unique 
struggles of it. Yeah. And I had I had the exact same experience that Haley did, which was having a friend that had kids that could come over and spend the night and they could all mm-hmm. fall asleep together or whatever. Like that was huge deal. That was huge. I mean, bath time's insane with four kids or six kids, but it's easier yep. than being the only adult in bath time with one kid. Yeah. yeah. We had a friend, because mom's been helping Jeremy on Monday nights when I'm in class, and they were out of town this week, so we had a, a friend come over and help him, who babysits for us a lot. And they ended up going out and getting dinner and coming back, and then when she was leaving, she was like, I don't even feel like I did, did anything. anything. And Jeremy was just like, okay, well, just imagine what we just did, but you were by yourself. Like, it's just... yeah. yeah. And even yeah. even if it's not about the physical, like having more hands on deck, it's about sharing the experience with somebody. Mm-hmm. Because if someone is with you, then you can at least have someone to roll your eyes at with or laugh about something, some ridiculous scream that just came out of the baby's mouth. Like, it's just having another human there to feel like you're in it with somebody, that you're not in it by yourself. Because when you are home by yourself for enough hours, that's when it just starts to snowball. And that's when you start to feel so isolated. And like no one, not not just does anyone understand what this is like, but not even having the words yourself to explain what it's like. Mm-hmm. But if someone's there, mm-hmm. they just know. You don't have to explain anything. It, that's why talking to another mom is like, we could have any mom sitting in this chair and we would have we would immediately have an understanding of so much of their life. Mm-hmm. And I all of a sudden can't think of what what's the Tom Hanks movie where he's on the island? Castaway. Castaway. Oh, it's wow. Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> You're it does it's just the isolation. Yeah. Yeah, I heard somebody say this week that's the reason for the reason for having a partner is the the witness, like having a witness yeah. for everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's really big. It didn't sound as terrifying when they said it, but wow, let me just amp up the energy a little. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't There's feel super witness. heavy. The witness. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it was actually really funny when they said it. So. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know that I've I really had a conscious connection of what Haley said, but when she said it, I was like, Oh, isn't that an interesting she connected her mom guilt to losing herself. Mm. That when she was operating in a lot of mom guilt, that was when she was the most losing herself. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating. I had not ever connected those two. And then the less she was losing herself, the less guilt she was feeling. But also the less guilt she was feeling, the less she was losing herself. Like you're not preoccupied with what you're doing and not doing mm-hmm. right. You're just actually where yeah. you are. And, and she used the phrase, I have no time for it. And that's at least the second time that that's come up from different moms. That idea of, you know... Maybe you have too much energy or time if you're really upset about these things. <laughs> we got shit to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I really loved that, like, I have no time for it. And then there was something else about her. Oh, just that phrase, when you're so busy getting each day done. I know. So. And, like, what? We all know that we don't want to live life that way. That's, like, the entire goal is to not have that mindset. But it is very hard yeah. to not. Because, again, those, like, life-giving moments that happen throughout the day are exactly that. But then someone knocks over a juice. Something stressful always tends to surface throughout the day. What's coming to my mind when you say that is, like, the parenting is the ultimate long-term goal. Like, it's it's the long game. Mm -hmm. And 
thinking about, you know, if you're going to get, like, one of my friends is a pediatrician, and she was in school forever. I think it was seven or eight years that she was becoming a pediatrician. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't, I'm not even the same person I was when I started this. Like, I don't even, it was like a different, I was a child, and now I'm an adult kind of thing. That's just seven years, which is a long time if we're thinking about a job, Right. right? Getting ready for a job. But then I get the perspective now of looking at my kids who are, Avery's going to be 21 this month, 21 and 22. And I can look at where you guys are and be like, oh, yeah, it, it's, it was amazing. Like everything I did, every single tiny thing I did was like, that was the best thing I could have spent my time or energy on because I, I get to see the end product, right. so mm-hmm. to speak, including my relationship with both of them. So I'm wondering if there's a piece of what's happening that we've like kind of lost connection with that we're doing so, like yep. long-term goals, right, like right? Because we live in such an instant culture. Mm-hmm. Do we think? And and while well, I completely believe there are thousands of small-term moments where you get feedback that you're yeah, like, yeah, it was worth it. I did a good job, but still, not really. Like it's a big, it's a twenty-year payoff, right. Kind of thing. It's like when you put your money in the mm-hmm, investment account mm-hmm. and they're like, don't pay attention to what this does right. until 20 years from now, it will eventually make more. <laughs> low risk. Yeah. No, but it's not low risk. That was two. Mm-hmm. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Schwab mm-hmm. technique. <laughs> That's the, the title of your book about um, the phases of motherhood. Maybe it's yeah. the long game. Mm. We'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll workshop it. <laughs> Sarah's secretly been workshopping it this whole right, time. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, in the long game? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it, Sarah. Anybody? Whatever yeah. you say, Brandon, girl. <laughs> I thought you'd be like, yes. um, I also just laughed so hard about you being so happy Penny couldn't talk to you. Oh, my gosh. And that when it's your first child, you're like, I wish you could just tell just me what you wanted. Just say all the words. <laughs> and no. then you're like, <sighs> I'm so happy. I feel that way about Schroeder, what my dog, gift. all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad you can't tell me how sad you are. Yeah, <laughs> can't tell me anything. you're can't tell me you're hungry. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Parker will say, "Oscar, one of our dogs is sad," and I'll be like, "No, he's not. But he is. <laughs> 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 he's not sad." Ho- hopefully, Oscar doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> it's gonna really know how you feel. <laughs> um, but Haley's daughter is four years old, and I agreed that I loved four so much. Yeah, but. The reason that four was so fun for me is because you can teach a four-year-old almost anything. And I love, I love teaching. I love teaching kids. And I love watching people become Mm self-sufficient. So watching a little four-year-old start to figure out, like, how to organize my socks. Mm -hmm. Or I can put the spoons away or whatever. And then, like, because they're four, they still think it's awesome. They get so excited. Like, like, I organized (laughs) all my socks. So it was reminding me of Brandon was getting in trouble in school. It was in kindergarten, so he was actually five. But the teachers had a talk with me. He's not doing well in the class. He's, you know, doing you things. You waited till Thanksgiving. Weren't even bad. It's like, gosh, he's five. <laughs> but I was like, he just needs some quality time with me. So I kept him home from school for a day, and I took the day off of work because I was teaching at that school. In that day, I don't remember all the things that we did, but I made a really big deal of today, you're going to learn how to use the washing machine. And like for a four-year-old, it was so, because you like. It's a big machine. I had to like put markers on, like this is where you turn the knob. So there's all these little steps that are like 
working a robot, you know, and you get the scoop and he was just like, I can do laundry now. And he's not like, and he's done his own laundry since Ever that since. time. <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. That's super cool. And then he was just like, how did that affect his going back to school? He's, you know, did he he's get in perfect. less trouble? I think so. I think he really did. I have not yet found a human, but certainly not a child that does not behave better after someone has given them 100% of their attention. Mm-hmm. It's just the ultimate healing thing. Yeah. It's, it gives, it's almost like it gives them back their dignity or something. Yeah. Well, we all know what we need to do <laughs> with our children <laughs> when we get home. we weren't so damn tired. <laughs> <laughs> or didn't have phones. Okay, so that's all I've got. What do y'all have? I will say when Haley just very casually was like, well, you know, at the beginning of COVID, Dylan was two and a half. And now by the end, now she's four. And for some reason, that specific age difference between two and four hurt my brain a lot. Like it made two years of COVID seem like 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the, the amount of change that happens in your kid from two to four is so exponential. I was just like, oh, my gosh. When this all started, you had a two-year-old? Wow. That is amazing. Um, Also, on that note, she was sort of saying the time off from her husband being off the road was a gift, like COVID sort of being a gift. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I felt, I don't know if she phrased it like that, but I felt something similar. Like, it was at the very beginning, Parker was six months old, and I was able to have no responsibility except him and work. Mm -hmm. And as I've brought back in scheduling and friends and all that Mm -hmm. stuff it's been i mean it's exponentially more difficult i'm grateful for it but yeah anyway just noting that for some you know certain things it's well i also think i mean i think we all had to find positive things about it because what else are you going to do right yeah except at some point you have to pay attention to what did i gain out of this experience yeah and Mm -hmm. i think everybody probably gained something pretty significant Mm mm-hmm 